rebellious punk rock attitude, dangerously funky grooves, and melodies of the Isawa Sufi order all together on the same track. This is the sound of today's Moroccan underground. The song is called Maghrebi Hur by Hausa, a band from Casablanca whose music is free from any stylistic barriers. In Darisha, Moroccan Arabic, Hausa's singer Khalid Mukdar poetically examines subjects like government corruption, the contradictions of modern Moroccan society, and how history repeats itself. All with a playful Moroccan sense of humor, of course. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Episode Moroccan Music Today re examine past innovative future. Afropop producer Jesse Brandt will take us to two of Morocco's most musically vibrant cities, Agadir and Casablanca, where we will hear how musicians are embracing indigenous Amazigh and sub Saharan roots and connecting these styles to everything from reggae to black metal. First, let's hear from Jesse, who caught up with Hausa's guitar player. Amin Hama. A cultural movement in Casablanca called Naida started in the mid-2000s, centered around the Boulevard Music Festival, which celebrates all kinds of Moroccan music, rock, rap, and fusion in particular. Amin Hama has played an integral role in this movement. I met with him at Studio Hiba, a brand new state-of-the-art cultural center and recording studio in Casablanca. Amin Hamma, je suis musicien. Euh, actuellement, je joue dans deux groupes. Un s'appelle Hausa et l'autre est situé maintenant. Amin is saying, currently, I play in two alternative rock bands in Casablanca. One called Hausa and the other called Between Atna. Hausa is one of the pioneers of what is called fusion, even if there's a touch more rock. Years before Amin played in either of those bands, he was involved in a trial that rocked the Moroccan music scene, L'Affaire des Satanistes, or The Satanist Affair. This track by his band Between Atna tells that story. Let's go. 
On March 6, 2003, the Court of Casablanca condemned 14 Moroccan heavy metal musicians to prison sentences of up to a year for acts against the Muslim faith and supposed membership in a satanic cult. Amin Hama was one of those musicians. Amin told me it was young people who wore black t-shirts. They were singing in English. It's true that in metal we scream very loudly and make bizarre sounds. And so there are conservatives who say, no, it's not possible. It's not our music. Our young Moroccans must not make this music. 13 years after L'Affaire des Satanistes, Amin spoke openly with me about his experience. But there are other metal musicians in Morocco today who choose to keep their identities hidden.
All right, Georges Collinet, back with you on Afropop Worldwide. This is Agadir and Tagat by Tagat, currently Morocco's only Amazir black metal band. Tagat comes from Agadir, an Amazir majority city on Morocco's southwest coast. So let's hear from the band's two members. I'm Hussein of Tagat, a vocal guitar in this project. All and lyrics. Tagat has never released photos of their faces or played live concerts. For now, at least, Tagat stays completely underground and record, master, and create their artwork independently. Inspired by Scandinavian black metal, Tagat set out to make music about the culture, history, and mythology of their people, the Amazir, indigenous North Africans. Many civilizations come here and fight and fight and fight. When the warrior Amazir do a war with the, with the Roman, they saw people didn't have no spear, just two swords and one knife in mouth, and they go directly to, uh, to the enemy, surprise to, uh, to protect his country and fight for freedom. Georges Collinet with you on this edition of Afropop Worldwide, Moroccan Music Today. This song is called Urar Aninkran. Here's more from Tagat about the meaning of this song. Urar Aninkran, singing stars. We talk about nature and uh, history, and the history, and the pride, some mythology, some... When our song talk a little bit about witchery, Jewish is Kabbalah. For more on the topic of Jewish history in Morocco, we're joined by Chris Silver, founder of the Jewish Maghrib Jukebox website, who spoke to us via Skype. My name is Chris Silver. Uh, I'm a native of Los Angeles and live in Los Angeles. And I'm also a PhD candidate at uh, UCLA, where my work focuses on the North African music industry in roughly the first half of the 20th century. Specifically, I, I focus on the outsized role played by Jewish musicians in the North African music industry. So from uh, Morocco to Algeria and from Algeria to Tunisia. We asked Chris to tell us about a song called Hakamama, which has gained new popularity in recent years. But first, let's hear a sample from the original by Zora El Fasiya from the 1920s. 
That song is Aita, which is a genre which was the domain of the Shechet, the Shechas, the female entertainers. They entertained with more than words. They were associated with things like vice and prostitution. Um, that was not necessarily her story at all. Um, she rose up in the city of Fez and is recognized from a very, very early age. She essentially becomes the court singer of Sultan Muhammad V, um, one of his favorites, and she sings all sorts of genres. And she was really a larger-than-life figure that was sort of the pride of the Jewish community, revered by the Muslim community. She stays in Morocco well past um, independence in 1956. She's there until 1962, at which point she makes the decision to move to Israel, um, not out of um, any Zionist principle, but really to be closer to family that ended up there. And her story takes on really sort of a, a tragic note there because, again, she's singing older forms of Arabic song in a place that um, just doesn't have the infrastructure, market, or interest in that sort of music. So what's amazing is that, as you discovered, she has been rediscovered in the last few years. So among the, the first to do that was an Israeli artist of Moroccan um, descent named uh, Netar Kayam who did a version of Hakamama, which went viral both in Israel globally and especially in, in Morocco. Faisal uh, Azizi has done uh, a version as well that is very sort of auto-tuny and sort of like, let's say a departure from the original. Still, still great, but a departure from the original. Let's hear that new version of Hakamama by Moroccan pop sensation Faisal Azizi. Love 
Faisal Azizi is far from the only Moroccan musician to revive interest in a style of music long considered dormant. This is Ali Faik and Amarg Experience with a song called Ayashdig, off of their new album Ixtitin. Producer Jesse Brandt, who met up with Ali Faik in Agadir. Ali Faik is one of the most esteemed figures of Amazer music and fusion in Morocco. Many of Agadir's best musicians, including some we'll hear later in the show, got their starts playing with Ali. I met him at a taxi stand in Agadir, and he took me to his office in Deshera, a suburb just outside the city. Je m'appelle Ali Faik. J'ai été le co-producteur, le co-fondateur d'Amarque Fusion. Ali is saying, "My name is Ali Faik. I was the leader and founder of Amarque Fusion, which is a very well-known band in Morocco. Now, I work with a band called Amarque Experience. I try to act as a bridge between generations of the youth today." and old Rouaïs musicians. Rouaïs is a musical genre from the south of Morocco, which unfortunately is disappearing because so many of its musicians are disappearing, little by little. I discovered a repertoire that was hidden in a library in France, where there are names of Rouaïs that nobody knew, not even professional musicians. So I said, why not revive this unexplored heritage? Mm-hmm. 
Liberat, another track off the new album by Ali Fike and Amarg Experience. Ali told me about the history of Rawais. Ali says Rawais is an art that was born in cities. It's an urban music which began in the 17th and 18th centuries, rooted in the history of the Amazir of the Sousse region of Morocco. Rawais is played with string instruments, a one-stringed violin called rabab, and also the utar. There are also percussion instruments, like metallic nakus and the bendir. Rawais are like troubadours, and they voyage with their music. The music speaks about everything, politics, religion, daily life, advice, values. Ali's Rawayes revival has inspired many other musicians in Agadir. One of those is Khalid El-Berkawi, a former member of Ali's group, Amarq Fusion, who formed his own band called Inuraz. Here is their song, Tangift, off of their new album, Talalit. Introducing his band, Inuraz. Inuraz, ça veut dire euh, l'espoir. On fait de la musique spirituelle, euh, jazz, amazir. Khalid says Inuraz means hope. We make spiritual music, amazir jazz. This year, the festival Timitar financed our new album, which is called Talalit. Ça veut dire la naissance. La naissance de Inuraz. Talalit means birth, the birth of Inuraz, with our new singer, Karima Boutadout. 
who has officially joined the band. The addition of a female lead singer to Inuraz is significant. There is a tradition of women singing in Rawayes, but today, almost all Rawayes musicians are men. Inuraz played at the Festival Timitar in Agadir this past July. Let's go to producer Jesse Brandt for a report on the festival. Festival Timitar is a huge music festival that takes place every summer right on the beach in Agadir. Timitar started as an Amazir music festival, but in recent years, musicians from all over the world have played there, including a few that Afropop listeners might be familiar with. Bambino, the great guitarist from Niger, was there this past summer. Another band who played this year was Speed Caravan. Here's the track off their new album called Desert Trip. with Mehdi Hadab, the leader and oud player in Speed Caravan, the day after his show at Timitar. Speed Caravan's new album really brings together North African and Sub-Saharan musicians in dialogue with each other. Mehdi himself was born in Algeria, but now lives in France. This track, Desert Trip, features Hindi Zara, a Moroccan singer, along with four musicians Mehdi met in Senegal. Mehdi told me about how the new album, Big Blue Desert, came together. I was uh, in Dakar, often. At the beginning, not for especially work with Senegalese musicians. But I was there, was working on, on the new record, and of course I met like really incredible, nice musician. So I said, okay, come in the caravan. At their show at Timitar, Speed Caravan was joined by Mehdi Nasuli, a Gembri player who seemed to turn up everywhere at Timitar. He also played a solo set and got on stage with Algerian band Jamawi Africa. Recently, Mehdi collaborated with the French guitarist Titi Robin on an album called Taziri.
fantastic. Thanks, Jesse. This is Lunasa by Mehdi Nassouli and Titi Robin. That song combines Titi on the bouzouki and guitar with Mehdi on the gambri and bandir. Mehdi is also singing Titi's compositions, translated into Darija. Here's Mehdi speaking before a performance with Titi in Fez this past summer. Euh, bonjour, je m'appelle Mehdi Nassouli. Je suis originaire de Tarodonte et j'habite à Agadir. Mehdi is saying, Hello, my name is Nehdi Masuli. I am originally from Tarudant and I live in Agadir. I grew up in the universe of traditional Moroccan music, especially from Tarudant. I grew up with musicians from Gnawa, Mahaloun, Arab Andalusian music, and a little Isawa. Now you might remember Isawa from the song by Hausa we played at the very beginning of the show. Coming up, you'll hear Bob Maghrib, one of the many projects Mehdi Nasuli has played on, and much more about Gnawa. Go to afropop.org for photos, videos, and full interviews with artists featured on this program. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. That's Africa Unite, played by Bob Bagrib, a band that plays Bob Marley songs with Moroccan instruments and features Mehdi Nasuli on the Gambri. Jesse met up with another member of Bob Maghrib, sound artist and producer Saj Moore, in his studio in Casablanca. Saj Moore primarily works as a dub producer in Casablanca, but he is involved in many different projects, including Bob Maghrib, Saj invited me to his West Coast studio, where we spoke about his background in reggae and how it connects to Ganawa. Saj Damor, aka Saj Mor, born in Morocco, Casablanca. I uh, moved to California when I was 17. Did go to school there, high school and university as well. Studied engineering and uh, production. When I was in Einstein, which was, you know, when I was two, three years old, all my surroundings were listening to reggae music at the time. There's a long, strong connection between Morocco and reggae music. Just recently, Habibi Funk Records reissued this 1980s track by the Moroccan singer Fadoul, 
called Fijami. talked to me about why he finds this song so incredible and unusual. Janice contacted me about this new find that he found because, you know, I love reggae. So, oh man, look what I found. Look this. So he sent me the link. I checked it. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, like they took a dub song from King Tubby, totally dubbed in the back and stuff. And he just toasted on it like even better. You know, he was toasting in Derija straight up like raw, you know, raw derija. And at the time, it sounds ludicrous to do something like that, you know, like there was no patriotism. Now it's become like such a fashion, you know, to, to be identified with derija and Morocco and the culture and everything. Back in the day, it wasn't so much like that. We just had to fit to either the standards of the Middle East or the standards of Europe. Since the 80s, reggae's popularity in Morocco has only grown. I asked Saj why he thinks there is such a strong connection between Moroccan and Jamaican cultures. There is a factor, slavery. You know, slavery happened. There's a lot of people coming here because it was on the West Coast, you know, so people are being taken or sold or whatever and pushed to the West Coast getting ready to be shipped and when you say shipped you are shipped with also with what you have been taught through your ancestors and stuff in my opinion is that Gnawa music and reggae music have a lot in common first there's the text the lyrics that is so centered around spirituality and a relationship between a master and slave and the system and there's an order the only difference is the language, but then the message is still the same. Here Gnawa chanted about slave masters and being free and freedom and, and liberation of people and this whole you know movement. Reggae music is the same way. They're talking about liberation, they're talking about slave masters, tables are gonna turn. Hello, Georges Collinet, back with you here on Afropop Worldwide. Sage isn't the only musician to make the connection between reggae and Gnawa. Here's Sala Festival by Made in Bled, another Moroccan band that draws from both genres. I like 
Let's hear from Salim Salah, lead singer of Made in Blend. Made in Blend, c'est une formation musicale qui joue de la horde musique, de la horde afro-reggae, du funk. Salim says, I'm a member of the band Made in Bled, a group that mixes Afro, Reggae and Funk with all styles of Moroccan music like Gnawa, Mahaloun and Shabi. In spite of winning several prizes for their live performances, Made in Bled does not get played on Moroccan radio. Salim explained the situation. Nos chansons ne passent pas dans les radios. On est censuré et on est boycotté. Pourquoi? Pour la simple raison parce qu'on chante. Salim says, we are censored. Why? Well, for the simple reason that we sing about reality. We feel that there is suffering and we sing about it without fear because we are artists. Many socially aware artists in Morocco feel a similar frustration about what gets played on the radio. Here is Sultana, one of Morocco's most fearless rappers on a track called Joko Number no. 3. That's Joko number three by three female MCs from different parts of Africa. Sultana from Morocco, along with Fatim from Senegal and Eben from Mauritania. This is Sultana. My name is Yusra Okafis, and my AKA, my artistic name is Sultana. I'm one of the first female rappers in Arab world. I'm originally from Casablanca, and now I'm living in Meknes. Sultana came up with a group called Tigress Flow, who won Morocco's prestigious Mawazin hip-hop competition in 2008. She told us about some of the challenges faced by hip-hop artists today in Morocco. Even in Morocco now, the government, they are so afraid that the rappers will start the new Arab Spring. I just saw a post in Facebook that yesterday they were concerting in the Meknes and they took two, two guys, two rappers, they took them. They are not even talking about a politics or social, but why, I don't really know. Like Sultana, Asma Hamzawi stands out for being one of the few female artists in Morocco to stake out her place in a male-dominated genre, Gnawa. Here is Asma performing Musawi, live in Essaouira. <laughs> Allah, 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 Allah,
Jessie met with Asma in her hometown, Casablanca. Asma Hamzawi is one of the youngest Ganawa musicians to make a name for herself in Morocco. She's also one of the only female Ganawa musicians to perform publicly, accompanied by female friends of hers who call themselves the Benat Timbuktu. I spoke with Asma in the apartment she shares with her family in Casablanca. Assalamualaikum. Asma says, my name is Asma Hamzawi. I am 19 years old. I am a singer and Gembri player. I was born in a Ganawa family. My father is a Malem and my mother is a Ganawiya too. In the Ganawa tradition, a Malem is a master whose knowledge is not only musical, but also spiritual. Ginawa Malems are responsible for leading lilas, ceremonies of healing through trance. Asma told me about how her father introduced her to the music and ritual of Ginawa. I started just by listening to my father when I was young. I started at seven to play the gembri. After this, I approached my father and we became close friends. My father considered me to be like a boy. He took me with him to Lila's and I watched the real Ganawa rituals. Now, I'm thinking about creating fusion and developing Ganawa, not just staying traditional. As Saj Moore told us earlier in the program, Ganawa originally comes from slaves who were brought to Morocco from West Africa. Halil Munji, founder of Gnawa Culture, an association that helps Gnawa artists like Asma, told us about the traces of West African language in Gnawa. Les plus vieux aujourd'hui, même les plus vieux, ils chantent en darija. Il y a quelques mots en bambara. Halil says even the oldest Malems today sing in darija with just some words of Bambara that might have no meaning. There are people who went to West Africa to find these words, but they couldn't find them because these words were created during the mixture of several peoples, including the Hausa and Bambara. This track of the band Inov Gnawa is called Tura Tura. Its lyrics are in the distinctive form of Bambara Halil was talking about, but nobody in the world currently understands it. Oh, 
Afrinawa is a band of Moroccan musicians who are currently based in Afropop's hometown, Brooklyn. Producer Jesse Brandt met with Inof Gnawa's Samir Langus back in Samir's hometown of Agadir. Let's hear from Jesse about the place where they met, Jazawiya. Jazawiya is one of the most remarkable places I went to in Morocco. I was first introduced to it by Tagat, the Amazir black metal bands we played at the beginning of the program. There's a lot of stylistic experimentation in Agadir, and Jazawiya is a big part of that, because musicians from so many different backgrounds come to meet there. When I got to Jazawiya, there were musicians of all different ages talking, drinking mint tea, and smoking long pipes upstairs. Downstairs, there's a small but comfortable space for musicians to practice and perform, with lots of paintings, musical instruments, and swords hanging on the walls. Samir, who had played at Jazawiya the night before I got there, wound up playing another impromptu concert later that night. Thanks for that report, Jesse. Samir, like Asma Amzawi, is a young Gnawa musician who respects the tradition, but creates his own sound, mixing in different styles and instruments. You can hear that on his solo track, Mimuna, which Afropop premiered last January. Soulful Gnawa on this track, Mimuna by Samir Langus. Now let's return once more to Brooklyn, and this time by way of Morocco and Pernambuco. This is Maroka to de Coco, remixed by Hat.
Arokatu de Coco is a remix track by Hat, the pseudonym of Hatim Beliamani, a Moroccan artist who now lives in Brooklyn. Featured on the track is Malem Hassan Ben Jafar, the leader of Inov Gnawa. Hatim remixed the Malem together with Coco and Maracatu musicians from Pernambuco in northeastern Brazil. Here is Hatim speaking with us from a coffee shop in Brooklyn. My name is Hatim Beliamani. I'm a musician and multimedia artist. Uh, I grew up in Morocco and I'm currently based in New York City. I've done a lot of different music projects in my life, but four and a half years ago, I embarked on a path that uh, I quickly realized was going to be my lifelong passion project. So I call it Remix Culture. It's uh, evolved in, in a variety of ways, but the spirit of it has remained consistent and, and I think it will continue to be which is to celebrate traditional music uh, from around the world uh, in harmony with digital remix art. Hatim explained to us why he decided to bring Moroccan and Brazilian musicians together on this song. The Church of Brazil happened through a whole set of circumstances, you know, sort of serendipitous encounters that kept leading me to Brazil. But at the same time, there was a strong sense that Brazil and Morocco share some similarities in their histories. Uh, the most obvious one is that, unfortunately, both countries, like many countries, uh, were involved in the slave trade. And I decided to go to the northeastern part of Brazil because it had more of the African uh, influences, uh, Afro-Indigenous, which is what we have, and Gnawa is a, a form of Afro-Indigenous culture. Well, you don't need to know the history to hear how well Maracatu and Gnawa sound together, but it doesn't hurt. Time to give thanks. Major funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities. The National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Yeah, I'm in, in, in. 
Amzawi, Mounir Kabaj, Samir Langus, Halil Munji, Saj Moore, Medina Souli, Titi Robin, Salim Salah, Chris Silver, Sultana and Tagat for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org for interviews and in-depth profiles of the artists on the show. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Jesse Brandt. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups, Profiles, Stories, and Cultural Conundrums from our African Planet. From the producers of Afropop Worldwide. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Greg Hartman and Stephanie Lebeau. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Ben Richmond. And I'm Georges Collinet.